Yeah, we just want to give a content warning for this episode that we will be talking about sexual assault. Um, so just want to give folks that content warning that we will be talking about sexual assault. Um, so make sure that, you know, even throughout the episode, if you need to stop, take care of yourself, do whatever you need to do uh, to take care of yourself. It's hella black. New year. Same niggas, you feel me? Still rocking. Episode, is it 32? Damn, I got to check. That's what I was going to see. We be doing this shit every time. I think it's episode 32. You know, this is a big occasion. We should probably just stop. We should probably just stop, like, trying to announce the episode, episode at the beginning. Be, like, I think other podcasts just be like... You know, episode. no, they don't yeah. even say anything. They say new episode or some shit or the name of the episode. Yeah. What episode is it? Because the last one I liked was episode thirty, but that doesn't mean that was the last one. We Fuck just dropped thirty one with Taylor, I think. Okay, nigga, I have no idea. Let's just call it episode thirty one. No, yeah, episode thirty two. But here we go. <laughs> of hell, black. You know, like this shit on SoundCloud right now. You feel me? Repost it. Subscribe to our YouTube because we're filming this and you can watch it too on your TV. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you subscribe as well. If you subscribe, you get a notification right when we drop it. You feel me? We might drop it at midnight and Ooh. post it in the morning. But if you were subscribed, be able to watch it right You get the alerts. Drop. You know, you get that alert. You I get me? the alerts every time they drop on that the podcast. Alert, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So tap in Hevel Black Podcast. Follow us on social media at Hevel Black Pod. You know, we're going to do some big things in, in 2019. And, you know, thank you for everyone who's been fucking with us in 2018, 2017. You know, it was a good year for us. We gonna keep it rocking. You know, last year, equipment, yeah. last you know? year was a great year for Hella Black. <laughs> Looking back on it, like, whew. yeah, we did two live podcasts. We put out a bunch of episodes. Um, it was a Shit, lot of last growth. Month we dropped like four episodes yeah. in a month. A lot of a lot of content being pushed out. We up we converted to um video. Yeah, yeah we we made a lot of strides, bro. That that's big. Uh, we talked about this. Well, we talk about it often. Um, I'm really excited to see what we can do with this. Like, like really focusing up and getting like some mentorship in this and some yeah. guidance, and not just you know throwing shit at the wall until it stick. Right. But like having a chance to tap in with some other folks to actually have been doing the podcast shit for a while and Facts. have like I guess experience. Yeah, and like I figured out how to maximize this form of content. Like, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah. We had some amazing guests too. I, I can't wait to see who we get on this year. Yeah, it's gonna be. We had some fire guests. Yeah, I don't even. It's wild because I feel like we're doing so well, but still realizing we could do even better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Facts. Because I'm like 100%. all the guests we had last year, like fire. You know, yeah. and we can continue that content, and get even more guests. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon too. Like that's definitely a big reason. I feel like why we've had a lot of success too is people tapping sure. in and supporting our Patreon because you're able to help us financially. You know what I'm saying? And like you're also getting extended content too. So, you know, five dollars a month it gets you extended content. And, you know, we dropped four episodes in um December, so I was like, you damn near paying a buck an episode. You know? I think you should support people and not just consume shit for free. Especially if you are white, you feel me? Exactly. Pay up. There you go. Right now. You know, it's 2019, and y'all niggas still need to pay us. But, yeah, so especially <laughs> if you white. But also, I my nigga Q was talking about this uh, another day on Twitter. Just, like, if you learning from folks, just pay them, bro. I think yeah. one of the biggest things we do on here is, like, try to get white folks money. But, like, if you're an affluent black person and you learning something from us, I mean, yeah. kick that dough in. Or if you're non-black, like, yeah. just pay up. Like, it's kind of wild to think about, too, though, sometimes. Like, thinking about how many plays we are getting and then, like, how many people are actually just, like, just consuming this shit for free, too. It's also like, damn, we actually put time, thought, labor, you feel me? Like, before this episode, like, I'm doing research. Mm-hmm. I'm watching, you know, we'll talk more about it later, but watching video, you know, just trying to get as much information and learn so I can yeah. best speak about a topic, you know? So I don't think people, we ain't just talking. <laughs> like, we're doing a lot of reading, a lot of work, yeah. buying books, you know what De- I'm saying? Definitely. So it's like, the shit we're doing isn't just, like, random you feel me yeah and you, another you made another point about um the reason why nah fuck of how, of how folks can support us i would say like did you like tweet about this shit as much as possible yeah post it on instagram as much as possible because i feel like if we gonna be as big as we can be we definitely need help from the people so that we don't have to be those niggas that get corporate sponsors and tie into Facts. folks that you know end up working with folks who really are pushing this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we can continue to be funded by the people, because they're going to come to us soon. 
You know what I'm saying? Like right. somebody's gonna come and want to sponsor us soon. Like that's just yeah. what it is. And I know me and you are both adamant about not doing that. And but being poor forces you to do things that you don't want to do all the time. So right. if we can continue <laughs> living in the Bay yeah. Area was the most expensive. <laughs> I don't want to be area in the world a blue vest like, sellout, my nigga. I oof, don't. Oof. I fucking don't. Yeah. I ain't letting you wear the same thing every day, anyways. <laughs> nah. I know you ain't. It, it would be you ain't ever gonna wear the same thing either. For, so yeah, maybe Coke Whites like that could be your thing. You yeah. <laughs> for one, we we wouldn't be put in that position just because uh, we're fortunate shit. enough to have jobs. But I think I would like to get as paid as much as I can for all this work and all this content that we putting out. But if it had to stay low because you know folks didn't support us on Patreon, it is what it is. Yeah. I will never sign. But don't worry, y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Retweet, you know, that's why I be saying that shit. Like, post on SoundCloud or repost on SoundCloud, five star review, all that shit helps, especially because, like, Go a long way. we've done this, you know, with a little to no marketing budget, you know? So, like, retweet it. If you can't af- afford to pay up, retweet it, post it, tell your friend, tell your cousin, tell your auntie, you feel me? That's like hell black is hell with grassroots, you know? So, I appreciate everybody who's done that. Yeah, I was gonna say, Shaq, there are folks you know? who are doing that. Like, and, People I, I see retweet it. every episode they tag yeah. me and say, like, I really appreciate that. And then, 100%. like, even on SoundCloud now, it's like you could share it to your Instagram story. Post that shit on your Instagram story at Hill Black Pod. You feel me? You don't got to post it as a main post. You know what I'm saying? Post that shit on your story. Yeah, I actually main post is a lot. <laughs> you know, but I'd appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm just juiced, bro. I'm juiced for this year. A lot of good things in store. I'm right you there. Know, with and I'm, you. I'm proud of us and everything that we've accomplished so far. And, in terms of organizing, in terms of political education, so mm-hmm. we've really, uh, we've both grown. We've both grown a lot since, you know, we first chopped it up at yeah. Suya and, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about as much <laughs> as I've, as much as I talked this year, I've listened a lot more, which is super important. Um, I'm trying to figure out, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were just talking about, uh, we're talking about men or some shit and like how. I guess like the things that we say are perceived like profound. She was saying like men don't have anything good to say, and I was like, yeah, I damn near agree because all the good shit that I say is just me reading from something from like from a black a woman, woman or a black queer person, you know, <laughs> black trans person. So I'm like, um, you damn near right. Uh, so yeah, I think as much as I've talked this year, I've read or listened a lot more, and if I can continue to stay on that path, yeah, I'm definitely excited for the way we're going to use our platform. Facts, hundred percent. Yeah. The platform's only growing, so it's like we for the people, by the people, you know. So appreciate everybody for supporting. Hella black, you feel me? Most dev. Episode 31, 32. 32. You gotta <laughs> give it up, bro. It's like maybe you know, at just hella black. I think I this know. is what we should start doing at the on the notes, putting what episode it is. We just put hella black. See, sometimes we do. Sometimes yeah. I put the, the the episode number on there, but it was like six. We're improving this as we talk. Yeah. You know, it's like six thirty this morning. I wasn't really <laughs> tripping. I just. Put 32 on there yeah, now. See this nigga hard work This nigga texts me At like 6.30 in the morning With the notes I was like I woke, I woke up I looked at him <laughs> I went back to sleep Bro you know I just Sometimes you have Those ways of creativity yeah, I just woke up I woke up At like 6 I don't know I just had a I'm like oh we doing We should do it I think my shit Like yeah. the opposite Like I'll hit you at like 1.30 Like exactly. oh this is my idea Yeah <laughs> I have a lot of good thoughts In the morning So that's how that happened and I'll be trying to get him out. Like, there's been times where I got out the shower. I'm like, I cannot lose this thought. Yeah. Like, there's been times when I got out the shower and I wrote, like, whole-ass paragraphs. I'm like, bro, I cannot lose this lose thought. It. Like, fuck no. I'll be like that in the car sometimes. And I'll just, like, record myself. <laughs> and then I'll go back and listen to it. Like, I read this book called The Artist's Way. And it talks about, it's like this super, like, spiritual creative-ass book or whatever. But it talks about, like, like, creativity coming in waves and, like, passing through you. And it's like, you have to get it while it's inside or you feel me when it comes out it's no longer there like once it goes away like the wave goes through you and like there's more coming or like it goes on to the next person or something like that so like i that hella resonated with me so it's like when i feel that wave inside of me i have to stop whatever i'm doing and she talked about the the author julia cameron um or cameron julia some shit like that whatever it's julia cameron or cameron julia she um she talked about like being in the car once like you just said and like pulling over Cause she had an idea for a book or like a movie, and that shit ended up like blowing up or some shit. So yeah, you gotta follow those urges to create. Yeah, hundred percent. So you know how we start our shit. Twenty nineteen, still the same. Hella black. We growing, but black joy. Black joy is where it's at. You yeah, know what I'm saying? black joy. Black joy. I've been having some Woo. black joy recently. Oh my god! <laughs> this is why y'all niggas need to watch on oh. YouTube because oh, you can shit. see this nigga face hey, right now. Bro. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> 
This nigga might shed a little uh, joy tear over here. Oh, we got some bro. black joy tears in this I'm like, literally, I'm like genuinely laughing right now, bro. Like, uh, I'm like smiling on I ain't gonna side. lie, bro. I've had some joy from just like seeing oh, your joy shit. lately, man. Like some yeah. uh, y'all should follow this nigga on IG to see his joy. <laughs> hey, I've been having a lot of black joy, bro. So I don't know, I even think about you gotta think about we just had the holiday season, right? Yeah. So you think about Christmas Eve, Christmas. I think the day over after Christmas I had all y'all all y'all niggas over at my house. Um and then you think about New Year's Christmas Eve, Eve yeah, so yeah, like so. Was that your, uh, auntie yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Christmas Eve was lit. You know, you were there. We had all the fam over at um, my auntie Johnson's house. I know y'all hear about me talk about Monty Johnson a lot. I feel like she gets mentioned a lot on this podcast, partially because we recorded like a couple episodes at her crib. Shit, like we probably recorded at least fifteen. Like, yeah, we, that's kind of like where we hit our bag, honestly. Yeah, we, we, we recorded a bunch of episodes. <laughs> yeah, we, we recorded a bunch of episodes uh, at my auntie Johnson's house. So. Every year, we fucking do Christmas Eve over there, uh, gumbo, feel me? So it was lit to have, you know, a bunch of my friends pull up, family, uh, eat the gumbo. Then Christmas Day, I spend time with my mom and my siblings and my two younger cousins from Jersey that you toured around Cal. They were there, my grandmother, and a couple other cousins there. And then, was that Christmas Day or Christmas, the next day after Christmas, y'all came over? Christmas night, we came over. Christmas Domino's night. Christmas night. Knock. Yeah, Christmas night we had. It was lit, bro. It looked like some shit like out of like a black movie. Like I swear, it was so lit, bro. We had like three fifths of Patron, three fifths of Hennessy, Domino's going on, dice game going on, and then in the fucking living room, it was just like a bunch of women twerking. It was lit, bro. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so lit. I had hella fun, and it was just um, like the holidays can be sucky for like a. I like definitely sending my love to the folks who don't have families. You feel me to be around on in during the holidays during the holiday season. Uh, you know, like the houseless folks that don't have anywhere to call home during the, during the holiday season. So, like I'm, I definitely empathize with them because I I know what it's like to be alone on the holidays, especially you know being a college athlete playing football, being fucking away at school during Thanksgiving and shit. Um, and then if you like go to a bowl game and some niggas who didn't even get to go home for Christmas, but yeah, I. I I was super grateful to like have all you niggas in my in my house, bro. Like that shit just felt so good. Like I, I intentionally did that. Like let me get the people who I love over. Like I hope everybody can make it. Like I, that was definitely an intentional thing by me. So to have everybody in there and for us all to just be like, you know, like building, bro. That's honestly what we was doing. Like you know, just chilling, just chilling, bro. Just playing dominoes and shooting dice. You feel me? And, and drinking Patrin and drinking eggnog. Like that shit was. I didn't or didn't want fun. the night to end, bro. I had so much fun, bro. Like that shit was, I had hella fun. I'd rather do shit like that than be be out any day. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. Yeah, so like cool. You just feel, I don't know. You just feel safe. It's such an you intimate space too, it's bro. Like, like y'all teaching Joe how to play fucking dominoes and shit. Like it's it's a hella intimate space. My aunt in the next room. You feel my uncles and shit in there. It was it was hella fun. And then, um, my niece had her fifth birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. A bunch of. Thick ratchet milfs in the building at Chuck E. Cheese. Shout out y'all. Yeah, I love it. So yeah. Then I went to yeah. Miami for New Year's Eve. You talking to any milfs? At, at, at Chuck E. Cheese? Cheese? Oh, of course. Of course. Shout out Chuck E. Cheese, man. They always they always come through. My sister got a bunch of thick partners too. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's love. <laughs> they know what's up. Um they had hella fun. Christmas Eve in my no New Year's Eve in Miami, nigga. He just had to take a deep ass breath. Shout out Miami. <laughs> that shit was so fun. Yeah, that, that that's my black joy for the last like week and a half. Yeah, that's what's up. I would say you know Christmas Eve for sure. That shit was cool. Um, Christmas night too. Like just being around family and friends. So like, cause I feel like I struggle with just like um, seasonal depression too. You know, so I'm like kind of not in the best mood but like i still had a good time you know what i'm saying like i was able to like just handle my depression and live with it better where i'm like all right i don't really feel like doing something but i'm gonna make myself go do something you know yeah. so like i definitely had a good ass time like new year's eve and shit too fun you feel me and then uh my family for like over 70 years we have a new year's day celebration uh, i know you went to the one last year yeah, i'm hella bad i missed it um but that shit was cool it's like now we've combined kwanzaa i know kwanzaa is problematic and shit but we've been having this like tradition for you know 70 years in oakland you know and just like having like a hundred of my family members in one room on new year's day 
you know, like yeah. all in East Oakland. Like that shit is dope, especially with gentrification and all that shit. Like we're still coming together. And it was the first year that like all of our like younger cousins, like like the OGs in my family kind of been passing the torch. So it's like all our younger cousins, you know, were hopping on conference calls and like, you know, like mm-hmm. organizing it and like you know, I spoke to my family about mental health, you know, and being able to like talk in front of my whole family about mental health and why we need to destigmatize it and stuff. Like that was a powerful moment for me, you know, struggling with shit before too, especially like when I was, you know, 18, 19 mm-hmm. and being able to like talk to my cousins about mental health and have an open dialogue. So that was, it was just a good moment to be around my family and yeah, just like celebrate like blackness. Like that shit just hella black. Like <laughs> when I think about the word to describe it. Hella black, yes. you know, uh, so really grateful for friends, you feel me, good friends and family, and you know, shout out to everybody. That's what this whole, I would say like this whole two weeks has been for me, it's just been black as fuck, bro, and like black as fuck and safe. Um, you even think about like, yeah, like the time we spend with our family all these holidays, and that make me think about, when I think about like doing black shit and being safe, I don't know, for some reason like Jasmine Barnes just popped into my head. Is that what was that her name? I'm the, not like, sure. The seven year old girl that got killed recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it's just like, like I feel like as black folks, we've always had this tradition of of congregating, right? And like Ryan talked about this a little bit for me when he was in fucking when he went to like Africa to scout for Black Panther or whatever. He talked about how he well like when he went to visit certain villages and like having all his seeing like pulling up to the village or whatever, pulling up to a house. And people See, being in the back, outside. hanging out in the back, and then yeah. go walking through the house. You feel me? The women in there cooking, going to the back. The niggas out there talking and shit. But it just reminds me, like black folks, we've always been the type of folks, like always come together and like you know just build one another and be in intimate settings. But how many times has that not been safe for us? Right? You think about people getting killed in black churches. You think about black homes getting blown up. You feel me? And Jim Crow in the South and shit. So it's like the reason why that's such an important thing for me. And why I value it so much is because it's it's been safe for me. Like, I think about there's there's never been, you know, like a tragedy on the holidays for me, bro. When I'm with my family, and like I really appreciate that and I value that because I know that's not the case for everybody. You know, so like us being able just to get together and spend that time with one another and do and do it in a safe, healthy setting it might not be healthy because there's a lot of patron in the building, but um, yeah, bro. It's just like these are the things that I'll never forget, and these are the reasons why like. I, these those are the times like when I value life the most. Yeah, like those are the times where I can say I'm happy to be alive type shit. Right. Like during those moments. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's like we know these holidays like Christmas that shit problematic. It's fuck Kwanzaa that shit Karanga hell problematic right. Mm-hmm. But for me it's not it's bigger than that because it's time it's time off of work <laughs> that we usually don't get you know usually moving so fast all the time like mm-hmm. work 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 whether it's you know going to work then going to podcast stuff or just organizing work you know mm-hmm. what have we been able to take a time and just pause and be with family you know and be with friends people you love people you care about like i think that's that's it's, it's bigger than just one holiday you know what i'm saying yeah. i think we kind of reclaim them and kind of create our own traditions from them you know what i'm saying and it just fucking sucks that that's the position that we we're we're in as for me stolen people on stolen land um like that's the shit that we got to deal with we got to think about like damn should we be breaking bread and eating this fucking turkey on a day where the natives are mourning. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like white folks ain't got to deal with that shit. Right. <laughs> like it's just another holiday. It's another day to them. It's another day yeah. to celebrate for them. And it's just like, again, that burden of being a stolen person on a stolen land is like, you have to think about these things. All like these that. different complexities. That has to be in your ear. Like it's just yeah. such a layered experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's wild. Cause also I feel like sometimes there's this, there's this too woke crowd too. Right. Where they're like, they don't want black people to experience joy or some shit like on holidays. Like I saw some tweet and it was um, someone just kind of like going bad on this person. It was a black woman who got a car. Mm-hmm. It was For like, Christmas or something? Huh? Or you said who got a car? Yeah, who like a, a car, like someone, like one of their, I don't know, brothers or some shit. Got him a car. Got him a car yeah. type shit. And someone was like, oh, this is so capitalistic. Like, I'm like, how are you going to, you feel me? Like the fuck first of all you're mad at a black woman getting a car who might not have had a car before you know so like i yeah. think there's this like weird woke crowd too is like oh you're not you're not anti-capitalist enough because you're celebrating time or you know what i'm saying they're celebrating i don't know i think that that's something that's uh i have an issue with is like you I, can't I, celebrate yeah. joy 
yeah. in these times, you know? And it's just like, bro, as 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 black folks, it's like so much of our experience is just out here trying to survive. Like we barely get in, in situations where we can fucking thrive. So when I see black folks thriving, I I fuck with it, honestly, especially if you're not like a a black person that's been like detrimental to the safety of black folks and other and other people. I I'm with it hundred percent. Um it, it fucking sucks. So we think about right, like I think about me growing up poor in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? I do aspire to be rich. I cannot I can't I can't lie, bro. Like I do. And like I yes, I hate capitalism, but in this I am I gonna deny that the system is here. For one, I'm gonna work very hard to tear it down while I'm existing, but I'm also gonna put my I'm gonna work to also thrive in this motherfucker while I exist. And I don't even know if you, I don't even know if you can tear down a system while simultaneously thriving in it. So that's something I need to process and work through. But I think it's unfair to black folks to expect us not to want to experience the joys of life. The joys of life and dedicate ourselves to just working hard to dismantle like bro, mm-hmm. you know, to to to, to, to f- just getting so caught up in a revolution that we don't get to enjoy our lives. Like fuck no, that's not about to be my burden, bro. Yeah. Like that's not about to be it's my like, experience. We gonna do the work, but also it's like I wanna have I wanna <laughs> Live heaven on earth type shit, nigga. I don't know what the fuck is next. And it just so happens that, like, <laughs> in this capitalist society, money is a form of liberation. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, cars are liberation. Being able to go somewhere, drive somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that shit is liberation in, yeah. in America. Not having it's to walk. It like, is what it is, you bro. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, thinking about, like, street harassment or something. Like, as a woman, like, a car might really, mm-hmm. like, lessen the chances of having to walk everywhere. And avoid street harassment. 100%. You know, and I saw someone say that on Twitter. I forget exactly who. Yeah. Um. So it's like I think it's important. It's like fuck. I want to have a house one day. Like, and I know that I need to make money in order to have a house. Let's I, just hope know? I can make money in a way that don't. It's not detrimental to my people. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just hope. Well, I mean, I don't think in the you, ways in yeah. which I make money, you know, the ways in which I make my money, isn't isn't becoming a police officer. Yeah. Isn't like. <laughs> let's hope I'm not making money at the expense of. Black safety, black health. Right. You feel me? Let's just hope that. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm fortunate enough not to be doing that right now, and I just hope I can t- continue to do that. Facts. That's the goal. Yeah. So, what does organizing look like? As we find. So this is what I'm trying to figure out. So I, I was thinking about this, right? <laughs> that's a good like little transition. Yeah. Ooh. So in my mind, I was thinking this how I saw the episode going. Yeah. Like, so we have the organizing shit, and we got the R. Kelly shit as like the main talking points. The R. Kelly shit can't be exclusive content. So maybe we do the R. Kelly shit now. Yeah. And then we save the what does organizing look like? Yeah, let's do it. For extended content. I think so. Yeah. Oh, we got we still got Oscars shit too. Yeah. So and I think Oscars is something that shouldn't be exclusive either. I feel like those should be on like Yeah, let's do R. Kelly and talk about Oscar Grant. And then we'll do the organizing as fucking. So I feel like you should kick the R. Kelly shit off because you literally fresh off the dock. I couldn't watch the shit. Yeah. Like I literally, I've seen damn near every piece of, exp- is it expose? I don't know. Like exposing the motherfucker. I don't know if expose is, but I've seen every exposure piece on R. Kelly. So yeah. I was like cool off this one. Right. And it's just, it's, it's as you, like you text me like, bro, this shit is foul. Like, I'm seeing all over Twitter people are texting me about this shit and I'm like yeah I definitely couldn't expose myself to that again yeah. but uh, you you fresh off of it like yeah what? I mean it just made me sick to my stomach and I think the first thing I really want to do is just thank all the women you know who had the courage to speak up about this out of all the ones that I've you know? saw this is like one of the first ones where I saw like the women yeah. I think this might have been the first time they uh, like agreed to speak out on it right but this is or maybe even given a, the platform yeah. So yeah, so take that in consideration. It might have been the first time they was doing the platform, but this also might be the first time they spoke out because I can remember, like, so the BBC did a did a documentary on them earlier last year, um, or that's when I saw it. So I'm assuming it's from last year, but uh, like every time they were trying to get a woman to speak out, they would like get super close and then they would just not be down with it for whatever for for I'm sure some very intimidation and you see all the time where like R. Kelly R. Kelly's talking about suing suing defamation all that shit and it's like for one that's not the definition like he legally like he's done all that yeah you know what I'm saying it's like but like a lot of people might like this victims it's no like bro these people are these women have experienced traumatic things but there's no telling what's going through their heads so I understand why folks have backed out relive and relive through it especially if you have an abuser like R. Kelly who was manipulated 
That's where that's why I be losing when people be like, women want fame or da da. Like nigga, you think you wouldn't want to relive a traumatic experience over and over again, especially knowing the consequences that are not going to happen to R. Kelly. Because he's been getting over it for years and years. Why would you do something when, you, when there's when the history has shown nothing's going to happen to this nigga? Facts. Not, and I'm pretty sure Lifetime wasn't throwing the bag at them. Yeah. Fuck no. And I don't. I can't think of a dollar amount that's worth yeah, the shit that you go through. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I, I think, like you said, it's, it's super important to. I don't know if like thank is what I want to do, but it, it, it we should acknowledge. Courage, yeah, you know, definitely acknowledge. Yeah, for speaking out. You know, I think. Yeah, so that's what I wanted the first. Yeah. Like, the amount of courage that it takes to speak out, especially on a platform like that, you know, where you can be almost putting yourself open to more violence because of you Of course, you know they finna get fucking... If, they're, they, if they use their real names, that's death threats. You, people recognize you on the street. You know, it's 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 a lot that come with having a voice, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and people don't think about that. And people stop stop seeing you as a human being and start seeing you as... I don't know what the, I don't know what the so like you think about you having a platform on Twitter like people probably see you as a Twitter account as opposed to a human being right yeah. so they're gonna start seeing these women as the women from the documentary as opposed to all these other different parts of them right facts and then it's like you know telling again there's no telling if motherfuckers can find out where they live like trolls go hard bro stands be going mm-hmm. hard on motherfuckers you think about this shit all the time and R Kelly got some of the strongest stands of all time if this nigga has been able to literally rape and abuse molest and still sell out shows. Still have billions of streams. Come on, bro. That's that's the type of power that you know he has, and I think one of the things that I saw too that like in the documentary I noticed was like they kind of framed some of it as like sex involved with minors. It's like that's not sex. That's right. Rape and molestation. molestation, Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I think that's one thing that I I noticed from that I like jotted down immediately was like it's not sex involved with minors. This is rape. Even the language that they use, it's like. Like some of the language that I mean, maybe it was unintentionally, but I've seen it happen a lot of times. It's like it's placing blame on either the children or the women, mm-hmm. and it's just like, come on, bro. Like, at, at what point are we gonna start holding niggas? Up? Well, I say niggas because that's for me. That's how we would be addressing black men or whatever. Like, at what point are we gonna start holding black men accountable for their actions? Mm-hmm. And you see it happen all the time, especially with rape, bro. Oh, she was asking for it, or what did she do? What did she have on? What was her role in the situation? Nigga, her role was a rape victim. <laughs> like what Come on my nigga right. This shit makes no sense to me bro I'd really be baffled But that's literally how The patriarchy works right Like you set up these systems In a way that It, it Men can only be centered In ways that are beneficial for them And then people want to act like Black men don't benefit From white supremacy The patriarchy Like literally this is a case Example of how black men Benefit from white supremacist patriarchy mm-hmm. Right Facts. He is a black man with power, right? Hell of money is in the industry dominated, you know, by yeah. power. And this is exactly what he, he's done with his power, yeah. right? And if you look at his actions, I think black people have a hard time holding other black people. I would say black men actually have a whole, hard time. I mean, I think it's a lot of, it's not just black men either, you know. But I would say on average, like yeah. black black men are for sure more likely Less likely to be held accountable Like Facts. black men Even when black men Are trying to hold Black women accountable It's damn near rooted In like misogyny war Like it's never like Really what the fuck They did right, right? It's like The misogyny Is gonna seep Start, out yeah. Like you feel me Like they never Really hold it Like not to say That black women Are exempt Right No But most of the time That I've seen it And even in my experience When I've held Black women accountable In the past The misogyny seeps out Yeah This bitch you feel me like shit like that like it's not really niggas ain't really trying to hold right. them a- accountable you know what I'm saying so I will say that it's black men to put like black men ain't really getting held accountable bro yeah. but go home I fought to cut you off so I almost forgot my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I think just you in general he's not black being... men I get, I get held accountable fuck damn he's probably I mean he's not being held like he's not being held, uh, held accountable for what yeah. he's done like he if you, oh it's like we look at black people mm-hmm. right and I think sometimes it's hard for us to hold other black people accountable. If you look at Bill Cosby, right? If you look at R. Kelly, it's like people kind of just ignore what they've done because of their blackness or because they like the music, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like if you don't, if you don't take R. Kelly's race in the and like if you just disregard it, right? Just don't even think about race. Like if you can, if they just like blindfolded yeah, us and like, was like, "This nigga did this," like actually be colorblind. Yeah, and you judge this nigga based off. Every single action that he's done, 
He's not he's just like a fucking white man. Right? Like from molestation to rape, abuse, all all these different things, right? If you look at him just by his actions, he's a white man. He's done, you know what I'm saying? Like what I mean, he a black man, but he has done everything that you would like attribute to a white man yeah. and a white supremacist, yeah. hetero, you know, patriarchal society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the point that I was trying to make. Yeah. And know? I 100 percent agree. And I think, you know, to piggyback off that point, what you often see, too, is like instead of holding, like even when they make the slightest bit of effort to hold black men accountable for shit. It's like, well, y'all let white men do it. It's like, my nigga, what kind of like? What? Is that the standard? Because it's very clear that a lot of niggas like, just want to be. I like thought white we did. Men. I thought we already agreed that white men are foul. Like we've already reached that conclusion. So why should we want to be getting away with the same things that they get away with? Yeah. No, bro. And a lot of white, a lot of black men just want that same power. That's why I be and saying. That's how the, you see like a lot of people talking about it. It's like, what do you really want? You just do you really you want just, liberation? Are you, you just really don't about want black power to exist? Yeah. You want the patriarchy to stay, and that's that. And you just don't, you just don't want racism against yeah. black men to exist anymore. Right, but, you know you, you still can, want that patriarchy for sure. Yeah, you could you know you could bomb other countries too, but as long as it's not happening to you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's bro. how that's how I feel like a lot of people, and that's why it's so important I think for us to have a anti-racist and anti you know patriarchy. You know, like that has to be part of the politics that we have. You can't just look at one sector. Like that's why. Intersectionality, Kimberly Crenshaw is literally because of this, mm-hmm. because of shit like this, right? Like black women not being, not getting justice um, from sexual assault, rape, all these things, right? So I think it's, that's why this shit is so important. It's like when we say all of us or none of us, it's like, bruh, that's really what we mean. Like black women and girls have to be protected yeah. by any means necessary. You hey, know what I'm saying? What What's another, like this R. Kelly shit is like, it's so many layers of evil and sick within it. Within it, right? Like you think about the folks that were around him that were complicit. From the managers to the tour managers and all that. Like everyone, bro. Like everyone knew. Everyone fucking knew. Literally everyone knew. I remember in the BBC. That's what they're saying in the documentary. Yeah, in the B- a lot of them. Yeah, in, in the BBC shit, there was a there was a, a um like a girl who went to high school in Chicago. She's a woman now. She was like 30 probably, but they like found her in front of the High school walking by or whatever, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, we was in high school. They used to tell us like, y'all better watch out for for R. Kelly. Like, you know, he's gonna be coming up here. Like, it was like, what? How this are y'all not killing to, this nigga? This like, nigga used to really sit outside the high school, and no one did shit. Could you, nigga? Could you imagine pulling up to pick up one of your little cousins, your niece, or something, and this nigga just? And I hate like. Having so, so the point that's not the point that I'm trying to make, right? Because right. I think we talked about this before. Is like, yo, I don't like having to make the connection to like family members as a way to get folks to as a way to get mostly men to understand that you know um women deserve respect deserve whatever right safety because i feel like a lot of times you know you got to tell a nigga like what if that was your sister right but like this is an actual scenario like i'm saying like i I couldn't imagine driving up to pick up my daughter her hopping in the car and like kells is out there fucking scouting like what the fuck, grown ass man? And this, you hear all these niggas talking about what they would do to a rapist. Like y'all got one right here. You hear all these niggas talk about what they would do to a rapist, what they would do to a child molester. Oh, I'm a kill. What, I'm a, I'm a nigga, right y'all there. going to this nigga concerts? So is sing it his songs. is it is it? I only he he can get a pass if he can sing. Like I don't fuck a rapist unless they can step in the name of love. I don't fuck a rapist unless they make me believe I can fly, my nigga. Like <laughs> is that is that is that the bar right there? Is that the standard? That's what I mean, niggas are in showing. The society is. That's it's, what niggas that's what are it's showing. It's showing where we are. And it's showing exactly what this white supremacist patriarchal society is producing is this. And one thing in the documentary, too, it almost like they kind of, in my opinion, tried to humanize him, R. Kelly, in some For ways. Real? Like, like, oh, he I was grew, hoping this was like a complete teardown of the nigga. He grew up poor. Um, and then they mentioned that, you know, him himself was, a like, he couldn't read and write when he was a child. Um, so they spoke, they spoke about all that, you know, you know the meme where the black nigga is laying on the floor and it's spitting. That's what I just felt when you said that shit, nigga, what? And I'm watching it thinking like, oh yeah, they're going to go in. You feel me? And then like, they kind of started it with like, I think the very first thing was like about R. Kelly and his involvement with sex with minors. I'm like, first of all, that's not sex. Like that's rape, molestation. Right. Um, 
and then they went on to like started like humanizing him and that's kind of how i saw it um i'm sure people might have saw it in a different way but what are we talking about his education or you know lack of education not reading and writing and then they talked about how you know he himself was a victim of uh molestation right and then they also talk about his brother being a victim of molestation yeah right and i think it also kind of like in my mind it kind of frames like things that oh because you're a victim that automatically means you're going to become an abuser and that's there's plenty of people who've been victims of abuse Mm -hmm. who don't become abusers you know so i think i didn't like that how that was framed right like r kelly has been making these decisions for a long ass time and you can't you know you can't blame poverty on it yeah right yeah you can't blame him not being able to read read you know what i'm saying like and it just it felt like an attempt to humanize him when i don't think he should be humanized you know what i'm thinking about right now as we talk is like how can we center this conversation how can we center the women in this conversation i feel like that's what we started doing yeah. and then like it's important that we address r kelly but i do think like are, like are we still centering women right now like how can we shift the conversation to where we are centering the women i don't, I don't know that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking about i don't know if that's I don't. I don't know if that's. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I know what you're saying. I, I'm trying to think about how we can do that. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think it's also important for us to speak up and out yeah, about so this, that's, especially that's, as yeah. like two straight black men who, you know, I know other straight black men listen to this shit too, and sometimes it takes another nigga saying some shit or regurgitating something that we've learned um, to other people to amplify. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. So like, I think. What we said before, what you said before is like, yeah, all the shit we're saying is shit that we've learned from black women. Yeah. Right. Black women who are queer. Right. You know, so. A a theme that I saw last night was like women speaking out on like being survivors of sexual assault and how watching that shit was just super triggering, bro. And I can only imagine, bro. Like, I'm sure like just hearing the word rape, hearing the word sexual assault. That shit brings things up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is a trigger for sure. And I'm just, like, really feeling for the women out there. And, you feel me? There's men, too, that have been sexual assaulted. We gonna speak on that later. But um, I really do feel for the women. And I don't even, like, what did that even mean? Like, I feel for you. Like, I just, I couldn't fucking imagine, bro. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Not even a little bit. Shit sucks. And the fact that this nigga, um, what's fam's name? I literally just retweeted their thread earlier. Um, they they did a little they did a little piece on um who are they speaking on? Fuck! And why did my thought just? I hate this shit. The thought just left my fucking head. <laughs> but I was on. It's George M Johnson. It's their their Instagram. I mean their Twitter is I M G M Johnson. They were saying something. What the fuck did he say? Oh, well he was speaking on Kevin Hart and like you know the homophobic shit that he said. But he like to to um connect the dots with the R. Kelly shit. It was basically saying like R. Kelly's gonna be fine, bro. Unless this nigga goes to jail or someone kills him, his career I'm pretty sure his streams have increased because his name is for me like who fuck like I was right. in my mind I'm like, well, maybe somebody's like looking up right who doesn't his this shit has been happening for so long. This is not the first documentary on R. Kelly. The fact remains he's gotten away with it for this long. He's gonna be totally fucking fine, bro. He's Rich as all our fucking doors, he's a he's been able to avoid this shit. Um, again, the only reason why I can see this happen differently, seeing this this documentary being a little bit more effective and might lead to some changes or some fucking prison time for this nigga, is because Survivors some women have out. actually spoke on it. Yeah, that's the only way I can see it doing something. But in my mind, nothing else has changed, and there's been a million think pieces. There's been multiple documentaries. This nigga, bro, didn't he write a song called I, I Confess or I Did It or some shit? Yeah. But niggas still don't believe survivors. And that's why I was like, this system. That's all, that whole <laughs> thing. Is, People don't believe survivors. So right. it's like, nigga. You know, it isn't. this isn't just like an individual act that is, you know, it's been a whole system. That has R. Kelly, created Brock Turner, R. Kelly. all them niggas caught, cut from the same cloth. You know, and I think what's sick is too is like hell. Niggas was just defending R. Kelly when you know people were trying to uh, mute R. Kelly. You know, you had Kendrick, you had a lot of different people in the industry 
Go cat for this nigga. And it's like niggas who we cape for. Like niggas was like, what, what Kendrick say? I'll take my music off this shit. Was it Spotify? Who somewhere was about to? He said, I'll yeah. take my music off this shit. It's like, it's a nigga who all he do is preach black liberation, black freedom. He got one of the biggest black anthems of all time. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That shit like a damn near like a fucking Negro spiritual. Right. But this nigga is caping for a rapist, all in the name of black male unity or some shit like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's, like so patriarchy run deep. Like man. who can women run to when the most when the biggest niggas are Jay Z refused to speak on the situation. I mean Who can who can black women look at for support when the biggest motherfuckers, the most your idol your idols, the people you idolize, the people that you support the most, won't even speak up for you, bro. Facts. There Man. hasn't been one big name celebrity, A list. Like I seen like Gabrielle Union, you feel me, speak out against the shit. That's like just one person that pops up in my head, but like there hasn't been one A list celebrity to speak out against R. Kelly. It's wild, bro. I think people with big platforms got to start speaking out. Facts. You know, like, I saw, uh, what's his name, Vince Staples speaking out about it. You know, so I think it's more. Vince 25, a lot of people don't know who that is. Nigga. You feel me? Like, yeah, a lot of people don't still, know who that is. Right. Like, we need a nigga like Jay, like, this was Jay-Z's chance. Well, I mean. Jay-Z got Jay-Z, a joint album at, with that nigga. The best at, of both worlds. Look at Jay-Z, though. But that's the nigga who telling yeah. Travis Scott don't perform at halftime. Again. Yeah. Niggas care about racism and not about uh, Beyonce when he was when she was like sixteen. So maybe so that's like, why. That's he's why like, he ain't speaking. If I say like, something, nigga, y'all gonna start looking up like I, man, his record, like what he's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I think a lot of people are quiet because it's questioning their ways. Russell Simmons you know dating saying? fucking twenty year olds and shit when he's fifty. Like man, you niggas nasty for real, bro. Nasty, bro. Yeah. Out of pocket predators. That's what niggas are. Like call it, call it how you see it. Niggas is predators, and for any nigga that want to defend these niggas, since it's the only way y'all can assume to understand, uh, seem to understand it. Imagine if that was your sister, your mama, your niece, whatever. Nigga. At some point, it women shouldn't take like, that, but whatever. Yeah, the fuck, this shit really making me hot, bro. Like <laughs> this shit, it's making me mad, yeah. bro. What the fuck? Just gotta start. I don't know, man. Like my nigga oh. Kelly said, man, why ain't y'all shoot this nigga yet? That's on niggas. Shoot he, he this to get nigga. shot, bro. Like. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's justice in my opinion, but I'm a not incriminate myself or anything. <laughs> but like, for that, niggas, like, you don't deserve to live. And the fact that you can still make music, still make hella money, still have a platform, still sell out shows. Shit gonna happen to him like Bill Cosby at the end where he can barely even perceive what's going on. Niggas' brains turn into scrambled eggs. Niggas don't even know what the fuck is going on. And niggas be in, in federal prison. Like, nigga, them niggas is money with money in the feds. Them niggas are fine. Fine. Right. You can send these niggas to the shit. state pen. Now, nigga go to the state pen. That's, <laughs> niggas is in the feds. Kick, kicked up. Fuck them niggas. Yeah. Like, a, a celebrity jail is different than everybody else shit. It's just or if different. you have money. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just different. Yeah. You know, a point that... um. We highlighted on here that we haven't talked about yet. Another thing that frustrated me with this whole situation was like, so I think also we should probably we should have provided a content warning in the beginning. Oh yeah, but I'll just maybe damn. we could re-record something in the beginning and then just, yeah, I'll just re-record a content warning and then bam. Um. So yeah, another thing that frustrated me with this situation was like when niggas is like again decentering black women from the situation and saying, well, when y'all ready to talk, y'all ready to talk about sexual assault with men? Let me know. It's like, nigga. Now, First again, of all, y'all don't even want to hear stories from victims of sexual assault who are men. Not taking so away the just, fact that men are victims of sexual assault, yeah. right? And victims of rape. But like when niggas do it, niggas to make jokes about it. Like yo, man, we we've both we we gonna talk about it. We gonna highlight. It. We've both been sexually assaulted by women, right? Yeah. Which motherfuckers probably can't even fathom. Like, oh, two buff niggas, you big as fuck. And Delancey, like, like, how the fuck how, y'all niggas? I'm one of the most hostile motherfuckers <laughs> that niggas know. I'm confrontational. Like, me too. You feel me? Like, <laughs> niggas probably like, how does that even no happen, fuck. right? So niggas start to question your manhood when you say it. But then also, like, so big people have, like, Terry Crews, I think this was literally last year, or maybe it was 2017. Terry Crews came out about it and 50 Cent turned a nigga into a meme. 50 Cent trash, but so I expect it from him, right? But like, on Twitter, niggas was like, how does buff ass nigga get sexually assaulted? Raz B came out talking about Chris Stokes, the B2K's manager, saying that he molested them. Niggas turned him into a meme, turned him into a joke. So it's like, are y'all really ready to talk about men being sexually assaulted? Or is it just a way to take the conversation off of right. women? 
specifically black women, black trans women. Like, is that are you really talking about? Are we really ready to talk about rape? It isn't genuine. Assault? It's not it's genuine. Not. It's just a way it's to decenter. Like, it's just a way to decenter like, them. Yeah. Oh, y'all don't bro. really care about this. It's like, nah, actually, they do. <laughs> but right now, R. Kelly is being talked about. You know. And we can talk to them adjacently. Like, but come on, bro. It's like it it, it, it was sickening as fuck, bro. And like. Even me and you having a conversation yeah. before we turned the camera on about our sexual assault experiences, right? Like, you saying, like, damn, I don't even know if I should... I, it was kind of hard for me to tell you that. It's like... And this is like a... Like, you're one, right? you like, you one of my yeah. closest friends. And for me, I was nervous. Like, damn, I'm about to go tell my partner, like, yeah, I've been sexually assaulted. Like, and feeling afraid to do that. You know, I'm like, bruh, that's... You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, imagine all this shit is going on. Yeah, so saying? it's like, like... It's very real. But my nigga, like, niggas ain't... Yeah, like men being sexually assaulted is very real, but it's not a conversation that niggas really want to have because when niggas speak up on it, you get turned into a joke. Your masculinity is questioned. You feel me? It's niggas might do that shit to <laughs> to us for even speaking out about it right now. Hey. You know, but and like I, I even think about so I mean we were talking when we were talking about the sexual assault. I'm like, so what is like, what does it look like for one as a man to speak on sexual assault? And then for two, it's like, I don't even know how to handle this shit. Like, I didn't even know what sexual assault was as a man until I had already been sexually assaulted. Like, I remember being up at the cabin with you, Maya, Yimmy, and her telling me, like, oh, bro, that was sexual assault. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> like, I didn't know what that was. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know what sexual assault on a man looked, you know, to right. happening to a man looked like. But, um... Yeah, so for men, it can be a difficult thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure a bunch of men have been sexually assaulted. And then you think about, like, how I could have... I probably, you know, like... I, we have the power to, like, to get women off of us. Right. Unless it's, like, a, a gang of them. But, like, that wasn't my situation, you know? Yeah. Like, but we have the power to get women off of us. But then it's, like, what is that? Imagine not having that power. Right. Like, women don't have that power. Yeah. It's... it's yeah, bro. If, if the, the, the whole... Concept and the layers to sexual assault be having my mind like all over the place, bro. Yeah, it fucked me up. Yeah, no, it's wild because I was talking to my homegirl about it, and like, she was just like, "Yeah, like, like that was sexual assault." I'm just like, because I felt weird about it. But I was like, and then I told her, I was like, "So like, yes, that's what it was." And for me, in my own mind, I'm like trying to like, nah, you know, like, but yeah. I'm like, all right, if someone told me exactly what I told them. How what would I call it? I'm like, yeah, that shit was sexual Especially assault. if it was like a woman told you that a man did that to her, right? Right. Be Facts. Pissed off, like, oh my. But in my own mind, I'm like trying to like, nah, you know, that's not what happened. Like, how the fuck could that happen to me? Yeah. Especially like being a big nigga and being aware of my size. I'm like, how the fuck would that happen to me? That shit happened. Like, you know? motherfuckers wouldn't even attempt it, but like, right. really. Especially as I've like started to learn more, I'm just like, damn, I've actually had, I've been sexually assaulted before that too, you know? I'm like, damn, this is like <laughs> a year later I'm processing this shit. You know, I'm like, damn, that that happened. You know? Yeah. So I think consent really has to be taught in fucking kindergarten. Like, as soon as you, like, you got to start teaching kids, like, literally to ask permission to give hugs type shit. Yeah, it's At like a as soon very as, yeah. young age. As soon like, as you got the cognitive abilities to understand body language and words, you got to. And I mean, Eve tweeted about this earlier. I, I think a really good point that when you like, I guess, what triggered this thought in my head was you talking about kids. Um, she said, like, teach your kids that they can come to you for anything. Like, that's hella important, bro. Facts. Right? It's like you even thinking about kids who are being sexually assaulted or being touched in the wrong way. It's like, bro, a lot of motherfuckers don't be coming forward because you haven't created the conditions again for them to do so. Mm -hmm. So. To your point, like, about teaching kids about consent. Like, teach your kid about consent. Also, teach them that they can come to you about anything. Facts. And I think also it's, like, especially in families, like, you're taught, oh, go, si go say hi to everyone. Go mm -hmm. give everyone a hug. Like, and you're, so like, you're seen as a bad kid if you don't want to go say hi to everybody. You're seen as a bad kid if you don't want to give everyone a hug. I was about, my you little brother, bro, my little brother Dallas was that example. I'm like, Dennis ain't never want to speak to nobody, and he don't have to. Right, <laughs> like, like and literally, he, like he don't, don't have to. For one, he probably didn't even ask to come over here. Right, go <laughs> <laughs> some real shit. Yeah, bro. I, so I think that's one thing too. Like, it's so ingrained, you know. Yeah. But I think like it's up to us. I think I think we're gonna be really the generation that changes shit for the next, you know, mm -hmm. generations. Like, nah, like consent needs to be taught at a young age. Like, 
Yeah. Again, um, sending love. I don't pray, so I don't want to. I, I just say like sending love and light. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I say much love and much light. <laughs> sending support. Sending you know? support, whatever. Like, shit, niggas ain't. I, I'm down to support. If there if there's anybody out there who needs some support, I'm down to do it the best way I know how. Or I'm also open to be taught healthy ways to support people that's going through shit, victims of sexual assault. I don't know. There's probably somewhere we could send some money to or some shit too. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I know there's a sexual assault um, hotline. hotline. Um, I'll find about the dog. You want to look at it? Yeah. This is such a fucking like sensitive. Um, subject, bro. Yeah, and I'm glad we're able to talk about it too. You know, especially like our own experiences, like yeah. you know, and then being able to like for us to be willing to share our own experiences too with it. You know, so I'm grateful for you to share that. You know, and for us to have that space where we're able to share that. Yeah. You know? Um. I think what. I'm not even gonna go into it. All right, the sexual assault hotline is one eight hundred six five six four six seven three. And I'm sure I've never called this number before. Shit, I probably should honestly learn some shit and also process some shit. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about like sexual assault and as it pertained to me. And I'm like, sometimes women just can't believe that men don't want sex. Uh, it happens. Yeah. But again, sending love and light to all survivors out there, all the women that were involved in the do- in the R. Kelly documentary. And R. Kelly, you are out of pocket ass nigga. And all the niggas that support him are out of pocket ass people. Period. So And shout out to the black women and the black queer trans folks, black LGBTQ folks that have been organizing against this bitch ass nigga for fucking decades and been fucking dedicating hella time and hours and resources to this shit. And I'm Hopefully your work don't go in vain and this nigga is hung by his balls. True justice. <laughs> this nigga's been organizing around sexual assault for... Black women have been organizing around sexual assault for years. As always, he, of years. leading the like, charge, bro. You know, so shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all. Um, I think the last thing we wanted to touch about on this episode was just the 10-year the anniversary. Yeah, hey, rest in peace to, to my Grant. nigga Oscar Grant. It's such a uh, That's wild 10 years bro That like, was such a pivotal moment In black mm-hmm. history In Oakland bro Especially for like youth right Like Nigga when I was 16 I was like 16. He's probably like 17 or 16 yeah. I think I was 16 uh, yeah, I was, I was yeah. 16 for sure Yeah I, I was 16 years old yeah. bro Um it, it, That shit was wild It was such a scary time bro Um it was a wild time in Oakland. I remember what that what it was like the following few days and like, you know, seeing it on the news, like once the video came out and shit, and then also um all the protests that was going on at Fruville. And yeah. then when the nigga name came out and I can remember like that course of like the year with him going through trial and shit. And I think Brad did like a year, right? He did a year. He did a year in two. jail. Did a year. Yeah, Johannes Meserly. I'll never Mesereli. forget this nigga name. Yeah. Like that shit is wild, bro. Like right. I remember that shit being all over K T V U, Channel Four, nigga A B C News. That shit was wild, bro. Yeah. And I think it also, like, it shifted the political culture in Oakland, too, because that just, like, bre- that shit, like, birthed till a young-ass activist. Like, I'm pretty sure that was, like, a lot of niggas' first time marching and shit. You feel me? Like, going to the protests. I can remember, like, yeah, that was my first time doing shit like that. Shit was. And, and then being a nigga at the time, I was living in the East, bro, on fucking High Street. So, nigga, I would go to Fruville Bar Station to get to school, bro. And I remember like being hella scared on Barton shit. Like for those of you who don't know, Fruvel is where Oscar was killed, yeah. murdered. Uh, that shit was scary, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then fucking one year in jail. And that was history too. That was like one of the first times a California police officer was sent to jail for killing somebody. Yeah. Like one of the first few times, you know. And they they fought, you know. People was really fighting and organizing for it. And that was that was a like Oscar's grand life. I feel like that was a big part of my, I don't know, political education. I don't know if it's political education, but like, or at least like influencing me to see how society really is. Yeah. You know, like I remember being in high school and my fucking teacher at De La Salle, bro, I was talking in class. This nigga said to me, he's like, you better shut up before you end up like Oscar Grant. Like, and I'm one of two black kids in the classroom. That's I'm the thing, high. though. Oscar was literally probably killed 
literally killed for talking. <laughs> and my like, own fucking math teacher literally said that shit to me. I'm like, damn, is this why I hated math? Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, so that's like, I think, especially for us being in the Bay Area and shit, like that shit is, you know, personal. Like, I know Uncle Bobby. I know his uncle. Like, I've organized with Uncle Bobby, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that shit, like, it's shit personal, you know what I'm saying? Like, Uncle Bobby's literally been on the front lines with us protesting for the Black Resource Center, yeah. you know? And it's, I don't know. It's fucked up, but it's also, I think, um, it birthed the movement, you know, like, this, like, black liberation movement that we're in right now, mm-hmm. like, a lot of it was started here in Oakland, you know, with Oscar Grant, people fighting for Oscar Grant. Yeah, and that was, that was, like, one of the first times, like, I feel like how it was able to connect, you feel me, I guess, like, the country, right, black folks across the country, because that was, like, one of the first times, like, one of them shits I got caught on camera. yeah. So, like, seeing, like, you always hear about stories like, oh, a police officer killed a nigga in, you feel me, Louisiana, killed a nigga in Texas, killed a nigga in New York, da da da. When you got, the, once, we, once we started getting shit on video, like Oscar's death, I feel like that shit added a whole other element to the rage that right. we were feeling, you know? Like, and, to see that video, like, it's still, I'm seeing it as I'm speaking right now. Like, my little, like, my hair is like, <laughs> yeah, bro. You feel me? It's giving me chills almost because I'm seeing that video over and over again. Then you, you think know? about how young Oscar was. I was mad young, bro. Like I think I catch Bart to work every day. Bart has become such a traumatic experience for me. I get I get anxiety every time I'm on that motherfucker. I haven't. I mean, I had a panic attack on Bart. I haven't taken Bart since. Like it was after Nia. I'm about to say you think about you think about Nia rest and in then peace. And you like, see uh, Salim Tindall shot in the back in the, by uh, West Oakland Bart three times in the back. Right? They just uh, was protesting and shutting that down like a few days ago. And mm-hmm. then Nia Wilson's killer um, is there's and he can't, can't stand, stand to trial. trial. But this motherfucker is saying, you know, nigger on fucking camera. Like, it's clear. What a trial needs to be had. We know what this was. Right. A hate crime. But, you know, he's seen as mentally ill. Right. So, I was like, all these... There's been so much fucking black death on Bart. Like... And not black a, murder, Murder, bro. bro. Yeah, black even, murder, bro. You even think about how, like, Bart was built, bro. Like, Bart literally is, like... Destabilized, destabilized black communities, right? They had Since one point just, the motherfucker was going through this shit, like yeah, like it's so it's not only been something that's gentrifying, which is violence, right? Mm-hmm. But also literally, black people are being fucking murdered, killed. That shit this. is a trigger, bro. It has really become a trigger in my fucking life, bro. It has become a trigger, and that's something you can't, especially living out here. Is like you can't you escape, Bart. You hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you hear the train, like. And it's like, I feel like, and my family has even added an extra layer just because they shot so much of the movie at my grandma's house, at my auntie's house. And to like his family was like in from my grandma's living room and shit. You know, like it just adds a whole nother. Personal. Yeah, it, it just makes it a whole nother thing, bro. Like, it's fucked up. And that's just something that you never, you never get over, bro. It's like, you, you never, we'll never get over it. Like, that, we will always remember that. And I just, and you talked about it like birthing a movement. It's just so wild that like so much of the like the shifts that come for black culture is like always rooted in some type of like traumatic experience for us, bro. Death. Like there's been very little triumphs that shift our cultures. You know, it's always some fucking traumatic some traumatic ass experience as as the result of a white supremacist capitalistic patriarchy that likes shifts that shifts our culture, bro. It fucking sucks. It sucks so fucking much. Rest in peace to Oscar, man. Yeah, R.P. Oscar. But damn, we gonna end thirty two on that on that note. I mean, that's like the we gotta step into the exclusive content. Yeah, I mean, oh. but it's real. I mean, that's what Wait. we're. I've been feeling away, especially with all the shit with like Nia mm-hmm. and Salim Tindall's death and shit, and then Oscar's ten year anniversary on New Year's, like yeah. Like his daughter's hella old now. It's growing up. With Remember seeing father. her being hella small. You, feel me? Why, you know, like seeing her and then seeing her like growing up now. It's like it's a the system got to go, and it has it just has to go. This shit ain't gonna work. You can't change it. Facts. You can't reform it. Yeah, it has to be abolished. Facts. And something new has to be created that is actually rooted in the people. You feel me? Hundred percent. So. Like this shit on SoundCloud. I'm about to get some water so you can do this uh, extended outro real quick. I'm thirsty as <laughs> shit. Like this shit on SoundCloud. You feel me? Tap in with it. 
Subscribe on iTunes. Do all that. Five star review, you feel me? And for real, just like being able to spread this content, you feel me? Just telling your friends, posting on your IG story. That should make me happy, you feel me? Tag us in it at Hello Black Pod. You feel me? Rock with us. Spread the word, you know, because what we're really doing is trying to provide grassroots political education to the people.